You're listening to Clouser on Business. Thanks for coming back. I'm Clouser, your host. Glad you're with us today. Hey, a great note of appreciation to all our listeners around the world. We are very honored uh, that many outside the U.S. are finding our podcast valuable and, uh, and to continue listening with us. We appreciate that very much. Hey, I've got Heidi Bird back in the studio with me today. Welcome back, Heidi. It's been a while. Hi, Klauser. It has. How are you? Pretty good. So uh, what's been uh, going on in, in your busy life? All sorts of things. Uh, it's the end of the year, which generally means that everyone is trying to figure out ways of spending their market research budget, which means it's a very time of year for me and my business, which mm-hmm. is good, but also, you know, a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, working on uh, any type of exciting projects that you can talk about? Yeah, I have about five exciting proje- projects right now, um, almost all of them for um, people who are looking to see how their products are being sold this holiday season and how to better uh, understand the behavior of online shoppers as well as shoppers within store. So that competition still lingers from Black Friday to Cyber Monday. Mm-hmm. How uh, consumer shops sure have changed uh over the years, haven't it? Absolutely. And everyone wants to get the right measurements so they know what to do with their business and how to best market their products. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, speaking of uh, our listeners, uh, Heidi, you, you've got a, a question from, is, do we have just one listener? Or does that negate what I said earlier? <laughs> we do have more than one listener, I'm happy to say. And I'm really glad that we're going to be devoting this podcast to addressing one of the many questions we have. And also implore other people, if you have business questions, to write in to us because we do like to answer them uh, on air from time to time. Mm-hmm. So this particular listener, Klauser, um, would like an answer to this question. How do I prepare my business to obtain more finance for expansion? Okay, well, that's a great question, and uh, thanks to the listener for asking it. Uh, The words, how do I, are always better than I'm going for it or I'm going to take my chances uh, without thinking matters through. I believe it's a sign of a mature uh, leader and leadership capabilities in someone who really takes the time to consider the cost of pursuing anything, both in business and on the personal front. Uh, this would be my approach to the, uh, to the situation. First of all, I'd have a, I would clearly identify the need for and the benefits of the expansion. And this, is, this should be done in writing, and it should be done by the, the people in your organization. And if you're a single business owner, then it's going to be you. But uh, you can always uh, go outside your business and get some uh, help, help to do that. But number one would be clearly identify the need for and the benefits of the expansion. Number two, I would prepare an analysis to ascertain the amount of cost associated with the expansion. And this is a obviously a, a, a cross-department project. It's not something that uh, you should take on yourself, especially if you work in a larger organization that uh, that employs a lot of people. It should be uh, something that you're all working together on. Yeah, so maybe getting input from the other divisions that may or may not have as big an impact, but it still may have an impact, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know sometimes it's difficult to get... Uh, to get people to get some uh, actual numbers or projections on paper, but it, it, this this step should be done, and it's a critical step, in, you know, in the process. 
the third thing I would think would be consider the effects to current operations of the expansion. I mean, outside the financial requirements, a company must assess if the if the appropriate structure is in place to manage the expansion. And what I mean by that is if you're planning on expanding, you know, how much of the current people structure and maybe even uh, a hard structure is involved uh, with the expansion, not only once the expansion's in place, but during the ramp up, you know, to the expansion. Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking about, um, you know, how will managers be able to continue to manage in the same way or do they need to um, make sure that they have the right skills or sets to be able to cover all of the things that are needed under the expansion or maybe something like that or having conversations like that? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I know, uh, you know, I'll use you as an example, Heidi, in your job. So you've, you've, you've got a plate full right now. So if, if the, uh, you know, company you're working for would decide to add, you know, add something or expand in a certain area, you know, how does that work in, in, for you in terms of your current, you know, workload. So that's, that's really my point there is, uh, you know, maybe our focus is on the financial part of it, but we should also be looking at the people resources that we're going to need, uh, you know, throughout the process. Got it. That makes good sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, fourth uh, is prepare a cash flow analysis to determine the amount to borrow. Now, uh, this is a critical step in the whole process because without doing this, you're not going to be able to determine how much you know you, you want to borrow from your lender, whether it's your main uh, financer or if you're going out to get some sort of, excuse me, some alternative uh, financing. But a cash flow analysis. It needs to be done because you're going to need to know the impact again on your on your current operations. If we do this, how much of can we uh, you know float out of what what we're already producing in cash versus the additional amount that we need you know to to borrow to make it uh, for the cash to come out uh, uh, you know where you're not going into a negative negative position. I think the next thing. And again, this is just how I would approach it. If you know, if I was, uh, you know, either you know, sitting in the CFO seat or maybe a operating officer seat, this is how I'd go about it. Anyway, uh, the f- next thing I would do, number five, would prepare a detailed and clearly written funding request. I mean, this is only going to show your bank, your lender, whoever that might be, a potential investor, that um, you know you know what you're doing, and you can you know clearly explain it. And it shouldn't. It should be written in such a way where there's really but a few questions left that your lender might, you know, need to ask of you if it's uh, written properly. Uh, the next thing um, that I would do would be uh, prepare a use of funds, which may be included in the uh, written funding request. I'm sure that part of that could be this, but prepare use of funds documents. This is more important for whom you will be providing. Uh, providing, getting the funds from. I mean, the, you know, if you came to me and asked for, you know, a loan, say for 10,000 bucks, first question I'm going to ask you is what? Well, what do you need the money for? Okay. And then, then you're going to tell me, well, same thing with your lender. You're going to go to them and say, Hey, I need $8 million to do this, uh, uh, plan expansion or we're adding a, you know, another, uh, you know, product in our mix and we need to do this in order to facilitate it. 
they're going to want to know what that $8 million is for. And then um, did you have a question there? How do you look like you're about to ask me something? I was. Um, I know that the use of funds documents are really important. Um, and you're saying that you could probably, you know, have a clearly written funding request as well. Um, you know, is part of that the uh, use of funds documents to show the lender, or would you also need that maybe for shareholders or for other people? And maybe for me, who I wouldn't necessarily know, just maybe tell me a little bit more about what's a part of those use of funds documents. Yeah, well, uh, it's, it's, it's exactly that. If I came to you and said, uh, I'm requesting to borrow uh, $8 million toward a project that might be you know, a $12 million project, uh, maybe I have $4 million in my pocket that I can use toward the whole project. So maybe I'm not borrowing for the whole for the whole Marianne, so to speak. Uh, so what that document, I mean, just a, it's a simple document that just, you know, starts off with the total project cost. And uh, it may indicate, hey, I've got these funds on hand already, or we're going to fund certain things out of current operations. Then here's the amount we're, we're asking to borrow, say, in our example, $8 million. And I'm going to have a list uh, lying item list, whether it's like new construction, maybe the cost of a new building, is six million of that, uh, you know, the capital equipment that's going to go in there, um, you know, whatever whatever those things might be, All, you know, office equipment, manufacturing equipment. Uh, so top to bottom, whatever. Yeah, top to in bottom. There. Okay. Come, you know, you come out and those things add up to the eight million that you're asking for, and uh, got it. Uh, okay. Ver- versus. You know, and I've been in these situations versus you hear the conversations of we think it's going to be that or this or whatever, or the people requesting the funds do not have, a, you know, they don't even know because they haven't taken the time really to put down in writing what each area of cost is. Like and, little estimations. Yeah, and what makes it up. You know, someone someone might say, well, hey, we're going to have to put this IT infrastructure in and whatever, and, you know, it might be this. Well, okay, how did you come up with that number? Did you just pull it out of the air? Or did you really sit down with your IT people and say, hey, look, we've got to, you know, we've got to get, you know, the uh, communications in. We're going to need this type of this, that, you know, whatever. And, uh, and so it just makes it, you know, when you have something like this, it just makes the people that you're asking to lend you money feel a lot more comfortable about you. Got it. Okay. So then the, uh, so that was the use of fund documents. Next thing I would do would uh, confirm the current financial health of the company as well enough to bear the expansion. I mean, it might be someone's idea that we need to do this or, you know, set, you know, maybe we're getting some push on revenue that we need to expand, but is the current operations of the company in, in a state of order that they can bear you know, the distraction of the expansion, uh, not only from a financial standpoint, but also just from an operating standpoint. You know, something new on the table uh, means that we have to rearrange certain things and have to absorb uh, the changes, the results of changes that, that, that come along with that. So, you know, is the company currently meeting its uh, obligations? Is the company currently profitable? Are there unknown any unknown constraints that might uh, that we might not be aware of right now. And then what's the expe- expectations of the current operations through the time 
of the expansion buildup and then the implementation of the expansion, whatever that would be. So that's confirm your current financial health. Number eight on my list would be uh, keep your key relationships aware of your plans, uh, especially your current lender. Uh, your expansion plans might have a detrimental effect on ratios and working capital on your balance sheet. And you, uh, you need to consider that too. You know, what's that balance sheet gonna look like if you do this expansion? You know, what's gonna be the net effect, you know, uh, you know, of things, and then also, you know, in your, uh, you know, current uh, operations on your income, income statement, you know, do a as if, you know, what's that going to look like? Uh, it's always good, and, uh, you know, I've always felt like I've been a good communicator and uh, uh, with with lenders is, hey, this is what we've got in mind uh, maybe, you know, next year to do, and uh, we're thinking we're, we're, we want to do this, and this is the reason why, and so you may get some questions from your lenders or may give your uh, lenders time to think through how they can come to the table and help you as well. But it also could be a time when um, the lender, you know, your lender might say, say to you, well, you know, we're not sure if we can, you know, fund, you know, fund your current operations along with the expansion. But the key, the key thing there, uh, Heidi, is that, that there's good communication going on. Because I've seen uh, instances where, you know, people do things uh, without asking, uh, thinking they're going to ask for forgiveness later when it doesn't quite work out. So it's, uh, you know, to me, I've always come from the standpoint, hey, let's get approval up front. Let's keep all the key players. And this is something that's not only a lender uh, communication, it's a, it should be something probably that your, you know, key customers know about and maybe some of your key vendors too, because the changes that changes that's going to occur in your business, um, are going to likely affect all those people in one way or the other. Yeah. What's interesting there is it makes you appear sort of above board, meaning, Hey, you've thought this through. This is something that isn't necessarily a rash decision. Here's what I'm planning on. I'd like you guys to weigh in and know that we're solid on this, this, and this parts of this, and here's our thinking. Because, you know, otherwise, if you leave it unknown or not taking the time to really understand the impacts, then that could be more questionable than, you know, just actually having a plan and being straightforward with it up front to people, giving them a sense of security. Right. Well, I think, and that's a good point, and I think what that goes to build also is trust. Trust is everything uh, in business. I mean, if uh, sometimes the trust that uh, trust can overcome maybe even bad situations sometimes because people have confidence, you know, in you. And uh, you know, it, the only thing we have at the end of the day for all of us, whether we're in, we're in business or not, is our word. So if our word doesn't mean anything, then the likelihood of someone relying on it uh, is probably not going to be too you know too favorable or the probability is going to be low yeah uh then the ninth and the final thing i was thinking of and again this is just clouser thinking here is the sources of funding if different from the current source is important to your current lender if you're using your current lender then there's probably less to consider versus a using a combination of them and uh a new a new source and you know what I'm thinking there is is that if you're going to use a combination, 
of, of financing, you know, there's going to be a question on who's going to subordinate to who because, you know, lenders always need to have uh, first place on certain assets in order to protect you know, protect their uh, loan and, and reduce their risk. So that's an important thing, too. Uh, if you're going to use your existing lender, maybe not as many questions, not as much communication there. However, you know, if you're going to use another uh, second lender, then I would say get on the phone now and be sure everyone on both sides knows knows the facts and knows the relationships with the assets that are up uh, uh, for collateral in the in the loan uh, on the on the financing and the uh, covenants and the collateral used to uh, under underwrite the loan, but anyway, so so my nine my nine things in summary would be clearly identify the need for and the benefits of the expansion, prepare an prepare it an analysis to ascertain the amount of the cost associated with the expansion, and do a lot of homework there. Do it you know do it correctly and thoroughly. Number three would be consider effects to current operations of the expansion. You know, is it gonna is it gonna put more burden on you and uh, you know put a lot of pressure that you're not expecting? And uh, but proper planning there too can can overcome that. Uh, number four would be prepare the cash flow analysis. Uh, very very key thing there. Number five would prepare a detailed and clearly written funding request. Prepare a use of funds documents. Number seven would be confirm current, your current financial health. Number eight would be keep your key relationships aware of your plans. Number nine, as we just finished up there, is if there's multiple sourcing funds, be sure there's good communication between you and those two sources. So this would be my procedures and the steps to follow. So I, I, I trust that answers the listener's question. Uh, uh, great question, though. Yeah, I think it does. It almost sounds to me like it's a mini business plan. <laughs> Could be. In be a careful, way. Be careful how you use that term, business plan. A I lot know. of people run when you when you say that. I know. <laughs> I like the nine steps. I wasn't knocking the nine steps. But I think um, what I would take away, too, from that from, as a listener is it's good to get them on in writing because once you kind of have it in paper, you're solidifying it in your own mind, what you're really doing. Yeah. which is developing a really nice plan and how you're going to go about expanding your business. Yeah, absolutely right. Put it in writing. Uh, so, Heidi, what else is happening at Clouser on Business? Well, there's actually a lot going on at Clouser on Business. I'm happy to say that the website has been changed a little bit, um, and we are approaching our 100th po- uh, episode of this podcast. Uh, so congratulations on that, Clouser. And thank you. <laughs> um, so that'll be uh, coming up soon. Um, but also on clouseronbusiness.com, you can see some new videos that are addressing the needs of business owners under the Sound Financial Reporting System. There's some really great content there, and the videos are fun to watch. They're really short but effective, I think. They get to the point, and uh, they're really well done. Uh, applause there, Clouser. Yeah, well, uh, that's thanks to the uh, people behind us that. Uh, Help us with those uh, in the whiteboard uh, uh, creation. The, the voice is familiar, but the uh, the creativity on the whiteboard belongs to somebody else. So. Well, those are really fun to, to view. And like I said, they're short, but they're a very new, uh, interesting part of the com website. And don't forget that we have new blogs. Clouser has a new blog coming out all the time. Um, the latest one... Uh, 
is put a Band-Aid on it. That's been a fun read for a lot of people and I know has provided some discussion on LinkedIn and as well. But uh, also there are other blogs, if you haven't read them, on clouseronbusiness.com that address the sound financial management reporting and also, you know, challenges of financial management in general. So some great new blogs and some content there. And like I said, on the website, which has been a little bit uh, updated and redone for your viewing pleasure. Mm-hmm. Well, you can see and download and read the, uh, the blogs and uh and view the videos at uh, clouseronbusiness.com. Well, remember to tell your friends about us. Uh, Remind them that they can find us on iTunes, TuneIn, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, and always at Clouser on Business. Well, all for now, you've been listening to Clouser on Business.